I mean, seriously, who thinks eating a gecko is a good idea? Well, some douchebag did, and then what happens? Karma bites him in the ass and kills his ass. It's not very sympathetic, but I tend to agree. I mean, how did you think that was going to work out? It didn't work out well for him, that's for sure. I didn't actually even read any of the details. So, I skimmed through the details, but basically, a few days after some party, starts getting sick. His wife or girlfriend rings an ambulance, and uh, ambulance turn up, and they're like, nah, there's nothing wrong with him, he's just got gastro. So she's like insisting that he goes because he's spewing up bile and all sorts of shit. Right. And um, take him to the hospital and they're saying, oh, it's just gastro, there's nothing wrong with him. And then his testicles and everything's filled up with fluid. <laughs> his what? His testicles? His testicles filled up with fluid. Apparently, these geckos have some sort of parasite in them. Ugh. And that's how it's all come about. So, right. But apparently, the dude died in excruciating pain. I, I kind of assumed it was going to be some sort of you know toxicity, like his venomous gecko or something. Uh, parasite, a dirty fucking parasite. This was in uh, Queensland. There's some pretty wild shit up there in the, the tropics and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, what's going on in Queensland? They've gone from licking t- cane toads to eating geckos. I mean, yeah, they're right. fucking mental up there. <laughs> Trying for a, the, the high of a gecko snack. Don't know. Well, maybe maybe he ate the gecko, hoping he'd hallucinate and see them win the state of origin or something. But on the, on the other side of things, you had those wild deer that got down to North Beach during the week as well. Oh yeah, and had to get saved by the surf lifesavers. It's crazy. I, they're a pest. Push them into the sea. Oh, uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Just, oh, just kill it. Fuck it. Dude, they, they shoot deer Humans across... are a pest. You're going to fucking push them in the ocean? Oh, onto eugenics already. Well, don't be fair. No, no. So the, the council pays for dudes to go and shoot deer. They cull them. Yeah, I know. Because it's, it's hazardous, they wreck the bush. Yeah, but it's North Beach. There's like thousands of people probably looking at the ocean and they're just going to see like people there with their kids. Oh, look at the ocean. Look at the lo- ocean, little Timmy. Boom! Fucking deer gets his head blown clean off. No, no. Push him into the ocean. <laughs> let the sharks take care of it. Well, let's assume there's sharks there. It just turn North Beach into a shark feeding ground. Brilliant. What, what could go wrong? I don't know. <laughs> but you know how that story ended, right? Obviously not. Didn't they have to shoot them with tranquilizers? They tranked them because they can't <laughs> let them go back out onto like the main roads. Yep. Gave them the chop anyway. Oh, did they? Killed them. What the fuck? Really? Yeah. I hope they ate them. No, they're full of, again, they're full of parasites. Oh, what the fuck? I thought deer was all right. Nah. No, not... Venison. Yeah, yeah. Like they raise deer that you eat. They don't just get random wild scrub turkey deer and chomp on those. I don't know, man. This reminds me of an idea that my mate and uh, Chris and I had for a, a blog like 15 years ago. It was kind of man versus nature style blog where we're going to call it friend or foe. Where you have news stories about animals that basically help and save humans. Like it's like, oh, a feel good story. Versus when animals get done in by, oh, sorry, when people get done in by animals. So when they kind of turn on you and the, the deer attacks somebody and kills them. That type of, and you sort of keep a tally to see whether there are more attacks or if there are more instances where animals help people. I would hope that it's more attacks. Right, so nature getting its revenge again. Yeah, love it. <laughs> I saw a video on YouTube the other day, some goat trying to have a crack at a, at a deer. Came off second best in the end, the deer fucked it up. Well, a deer's going to be a bit bigger than a goat, right? Well, a ram, I guess. But Oh, okay, so it had the big horns and everything. The ram had the horns, deer had the antlers, faced off. Ram's gone in, fucking full headbutt, and the right. deer's like, fuck you, and then starts like jamming the antlers into its side and fucked it right up. It was funny. <laughs> well, yeah, I saw one that was a, a hippo having a go at a rhino. It's an even worse matchup. That's some big hits going on there, isn't it? Like the 
Hippo just kept on kind of doing like drive-bys or like run at the rhino and then like swerve away at the last second. <laughs> like playing chicken with it. Pretty much. And then the rhino just got jack of it and just put the horn in. Give him the horn. Pretty much. Love the horn. <laughs> Another animal. T- oh, the classic, the classic animal gone wrong video is that pelican that ate a pigeon oh that was the best that was the fate mine it's still one of my favorite videos of all time <laughs> if you haven't seen it you have to go to youtube and just write pelican eating a pigeon we'll, it's funny shit some dudes feeding like pigeons and what have you we'll, we'll share it on the facebook page yeah absolute classic it's brilliant anyone who's not spent much time around a pelican don't understand what a cantankerous bird that is big ass bird too yeah why aren't people eating more of them it probably tastes too like Fishy, oil, greasy, nasty ass, fucking shit. Pretty much. But then someone was telling me a story about a swan in a park drowned a dog. Uh I've I've heard of dogs getting fucked up by swans and geese before. Right, this yeah. dog was drowned, like killed in a in a in a park. What like a fucking death match? So I don't know. Apparently, the dog was swimming in the pond. Like that's probably a mistake to start with. Anyway, you gotta take a stinking wet dog home. But then a swan was like. This is my territory. This is my turf. On top of it, pushed it under. What kind of dog was this? I heard it was, uh, it was like one of those Labrador poodle crosses. Elaborate. I wonder if this is one of those like folklore things that happens everywhere. Because I heard the same story when I was back in the UK <laughs> when I lived there like well, 25 years ago. Apparently it happened in the it UK. It was a Labrador as well. So it could well be the same story. Maybe it is a vicious it's circle. It's a vicious cycle, I'm telling you. <laughs> but the bottom line is these big birds are... Agro bastards, right? Oh yeah, geese and swans—they'll fuck you up. But again, you got to remember that the birds are descended from the, the dinosaurs, right? There's a direct lineage. Going back to the geese so quickly, have you seen that video on YouTube? Another YouTube video worth watching of the dude at Phillip Island. Two guys racing at Phillip Island oh. comes out of the corner, flat stick, already doing about 230, 240 k's an hour. Two geese fly straight in front of him, fucking wipe both the bikes out. Boom, smashed them. I thought you were talking about the time Lorenzo got a bird in his radiator yeah well there's a time that happened and there's also the time that uh yanoni headbutted a goose uh, headbutted a seagull <laughs> I, I hit a cockatoo one time on a bike yeah yeah oh, that was hurt pretty much one of the first times i was riding by myself after i got my license <laughs> and you killed a bird uh, i don't know it was really windy and it kind of took off from a tree and got kind of caught in a downdraft or something came right in front of me i, I ducked the helmet down and just bounced right off the top brilliant headbutted a fucking cockatoo to death perhaps (laughs) anyway go carry on with your dinosaur theory oh you know you wouldn't mess with a dinosaur so you should probably think twice i reckon there'd be a few dinosaurs i'd mess with (laughs) obviously they haven't forgotten their place in the natural order of things right i think they're only related to certain dinosaurs i don't think like brachiosauruses and things like that are they no you're right it's more fucking t-rex velociraptor all those boys yeah imagine a bird the size of a t-rex the well, fucking be scary shit. I guess that's the bottom line is the T-Rex was a big bird. Little gimpy arms though. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously didn't slow him down too much. Oh, yeah, but just imagine a T-Rex trying to eat a bucket of chicken with those gimpy little arms. Well, T-Rex likes to hunt, remember? Yeah, well, go, going like to KFC is like a fucking hunt. You have to go back to the counter three times because they keep fucking your order up all the time. Oh, well, there's your problem. I should probably give you this week's burger update since we're on fast food. Oh, go on in. It almost didn't happen today. I, was, I heard. I had to go solo. Ordered in a bit of Cranky Frankies up at Lake Heights. Uh, yep. 
Yeah, they delivered. Mm-hmm. It was good. Did what? Did you get it delivered in? Did you? Well, they didn't literally deliver. I had to get it still. Oh, what? you said deliver. You... <laughs> that is confusing. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, maybe there's a opportunity there in the market. Have you tried sneaky burgers yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's top tier. Yeah, right. That's because greasy little grenades are awesome. Greasy little grenades, eh? Hey? Yeah. See, that's that's the key thing with the burger. You want to be able to get a hold of it. You don't want some big monstrosity that's just going to spill out everywhere. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. It does shit me. Um, one hot tip for a crappy burger, but it's not too bad, is get, getting the Big Mac and putting the uh, McChicken patties in there. Big fan of the chicken Big Mac. The only problem with it is it always falls apart in your hands and you're just like eating bits of chicken with Big Mac sauce all over your hands and it's a mess. Like an animal. Like an animal. Anyway. So I checked the Burger Town slash Burger Gong poll this afternoon. That was a clear leader. I still think this is not fair because it's all family members that have made this. Family members who've listened to the podcast. It's probably the only people that have listened to the podcast. <laughs> so I think for now, Burger Gong can stay. I think it's only relevant for people that live around Wollongong. If it was from people from uh, international people, they'd be like, what? Banger Gong? Burger Gong? What? Well, maybe that could be the new uh, tourism slogan. Get your, get your shit to Wollongong and eat a burger. Brilliant. <laughs> you can tell I'm in marketing. Yep. Get your shit together. Is that like see you in the NT? Where the bloody hell are you? Yeah. <laughs> that was such a bad slogan. Oh, I like the C-U-N-T. Loved it. Do you think that was deliberate? 100%. If it, and if it wasn't, I'll still love it. <laughs> sort of like one of those retard mistakes. Love it. Can't say retard. I just said it. You'll have the social justice warriors beating down the doors. That's if they listen to the podcast. God help anyone who listens to the podcast. Exactly. So today, this, this sorry, not today. Last week, I um, did a job. I wanted to have a discussion with you about it. I think there's some funny things that happen. So I, um, as you know, we run a uh, limousine company and private hire car business. And we uh, got booked to do a uh, what was called a winner wish for um, older people that live in a retirement home. And we've got a few we've got to do, but this is the only one we've done yet. One of them was, um, we picked up... Was, uh, was the wish not to die of the flu? Nah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but um, there was a, uh, a a lady that wanted to go, well, all I got the story was that she wanted to go and ride a camel. And that's what they booked her. So they booked us to pick her up from Sydney and take her up to Nelson's Bay, where they do camel riding at the sand dunes there at the beach. Anyway, pick up this woman from Kemp's Creek, yep. 90 year old, she wants to ride a camel. And then fair quick, play. That's a pretty good wish. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty good. Um, apparently, some of the other wishes that came through that didn't win was like, yeah, I want to go to America and play golf with Donald Trump and do stuff like that. Uh, push them into the sea as well, I reckon. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so we were talking. Me and the carer were talking to her about, um, you know, why she picked a camel, and she's like, oh, I didn't actually pick a camel. She's, I just, they said write something down that you. And I, I've done everything. I've done bungee jumping, done right on parachuting like in the last couple of years didn't really know what else to do so, so she's just, running out of stuff to do so she just wrote oh, she's done all the extreme she stuff she just wrote down something that just came to her head she's like I don't really care if I ride a camel or not <laughs> no shit's given Hang whatsoever on, so basically you're saying she's rotting the wishing scheme well she just it's wrote not a real down. wish well they picked it out of a hat and she won it anyway funny th- funny story we got we got talking like we were in the car for three hours together sure. on the way up there and um, I don't know how it came about but it came out that I like riding bikes and all the rest of it. And then she's like, oh, no, that's that's what I really want to do. I want to go on the back of a bike. 
I want, I've always wanted to go on She's changing the wish on you. <laughs> yes. So anyway, we get up to Nelson's Bay, and because this was the first wish out of the 25 that they've granted, had a film crew there. <laughs> oh, right. It's like a big production. Yeah, film crew. They had people from head office. from Cool. And uh, so they all come up, and uh, they're like, so, uh, you know, Betty, why would you... Uh, why? Like, why did you want to ride the camel? She's like, she, she shrugs her shoulders. She's like, I don't want to ride a camel anymore. <laughs> Points straight at me and she goes, I want to go for a ride on the back of his motorbike. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, don't get me involved in this shit. Producers just give him the cut signal. <laughs> so funny. But anyway, they gave her like a... Oh, she was such a funny woman. She had some funny stories. She just wanted to shit stir everybody. She, she must... So she gets on the camel, right? Oh, yeah, she went on the camel ride. Okay. But she was just a shit stirrer, Like, trying to wind everyone up for a joke. It was hilarious. So before they started filming it, they're like, oh, here, you know, we've got your nice little beanie kind of hat thing and scarf, you know, and she's like, oh, I, don't, I, I don't like that. I don't want it. <laughs> Is it like branded merch or? No, no, just, I don't know. I think they wanted to look nice for the camera. Like, she's extra, like, look extra old. I'm, I'm not wearing that shit. She's like, I'm not wearing it. That's weird. Anyway, the camera's like coming over. Oh, we just do a quick like pan shot around you and just give us a big smile. And every time they put the camera in her face, she's just like, pushed out the false teeth at, at oh halfway out of mouth God. on purpose and she's like, like <laughs> it was so funny and at the end of it she goes oh those cameras they just give me the shits so I just winded me up I just hated it she goes I didn't know I was going to have to do all this otherwise I wouldn't have done it because it was a bit of a stitch they never told her that any of this was happening yeah that's pretty sus so the wish kind of got ruined by the well the non-wish got kind of ruined by the yeah anyway it's kind of funny and then she, then she told me that she was going to go home with me which was a bit weird Oh, not just get a lift home. No, no. When I was going to drop her off at Kim's Creek, she goes, no, no, I'm staying in the car. I'm going to go home with David. Let's go get on the bike. And I was just like, yeah, I think my wife might have something to say about that. But um, yeah, cool what lady. You, no, what do you mean? <sighs> she, was being, she was being sexually suggestive. Possibly. I don't know. I was, I was being sexually harassed in my workplace. Oh, that's what happened, all right? Allegedly. Allegedly. Anyway. But kind of cool. Kind of cool day out. So. I feel bad, though. Cool granny. Loved it. But there's a, there's a problem with that story. It's the other twenty four grannies who are gonna miss out because the program's cancelled now. No no no. Well, we're, <laughs> so we're we're driving two other ones, and we got I've got one on Tuesday that we're doing, taking up a, a gentleman up to the art gallery in New South Wales, so you can go and look at the Archibald stuff. Yeah, he'll yeah. he'll get there halfway. He's like, I don't like paintings. I want to go on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one I've got to do in October. We're taking someone to the Royal Military Tattoo up at. Um, Homebush. Now that sounds like an oldies dying wish right yeah, there. So, Sorry, are they dying, I assumed? No. They're just... They just racked up some good, good well, years. Well, I mean, it was from Catholic care. I mean, they've probably raked thousands of monies out of these people. Thousands of, thousands of monies. Thousands of dollars out of these people to stay at the, the nursing home. So they've probably got a bit of bank. It was probably a tax write-off because it all came about right at the end of June, funnily enough. That is true. So maybe it was just a bit of a taxing. I don't know what it was about, but you Church, know, churches don't pay tax anyway. Perhaps they should. And now all of a sudden, no one else has to pay tax. What? Go- government's given everyone the tax. No, they're not. Read into it. It's not as clear cut as what you. I'm never voting liberal again. It's not quite as clear cut. <laughs> everyone thought they were getting a thousand eighty dollars. Not happening. Basically, you have to be a, a millionaire for that to happen. Uh, well. You have to be earning anywhere between forty nine thousand and ninety thousand to possibly get it, and then everybody from ninety thousand above will get it. But if you earn under forty five thousand, it's probably only two hundred eighty dollars you're going to get. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tax breaks for the rich. Love it. I anyway. got bills to pay. 
Got We've five, all got fucking bills to I've pay. Five kids to feed. Well, I've got I've got closer to five kids than you do. <laughs> the the motorbikes has come up a couple of times as a running theme, and it kind of harkens back to what we mentioned in episode one, the the history of Dave and Al. Danger Dave and Killer Al. I thought we scrapped. Well, all right, Danger Dave and Al. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really earned much more beyond that. <laughs> Unproven. <laughs> But um, it kind of goes goes back a few years, back to the, the sunny shores of Nara. Nara. Nara, where I, I grew up. You were a bit of a, uh, a, a transplant, obviously. L- luckily, I didn't grow up. <laughs> what, in Nara or ever? In Nara. And, well, I haven't still haven't grown up. <laughs> uh, ultimately, it was through a mutual friend, and we were playing video games the first time we ever met. At a land party. It, it was a rocky start to the relationship, if I remember rightly. Yeah, because you're a dickhead. How <laughs> was I a dickhead? <laughs> anyway, at that point in time, I was just starting to get interested in riding motorbikes. And it was probably weird that I never had before because my dad's always had a bike. But when we were kids, no dirt bikes, none of that action. So it wasn't until I was about 25 where I sort of took it upon myself that, yep, I'm keen. It was actually after hiring a scooter in the freaking Gold Coast of all places. Got my first little taste of two-wheel freedom. I remember hiring a scooter at Gold Coast once with a mate. I, I, you know how far away the Gold Coast is, like, surface paradise the city is to, sure. like, movie world? Oh, my, yeah, that's like 40 kilometres, isn't it? Yeah, I got one of those little 50cc scooters, me and my mate, Dude. on one scooter, rode Dude. up the freeway to, <laughs> to movie world. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the people that rented you that scooter would have said, don't take it on the freeway. Oh, well, it happened. <laughs> so... Yeah, I was, I was starting to get into bikes, but you yourself had been riding bikes for a lot longer, right? Yeah, I've been riding bikes since I was 16. Like a young hooligan? Yeah, done, done a bit of damage to myself early on, and it's just kept happening since. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think it was kind of through that kind of adventures where I was massively into the bike riding. Sort of recently become single, so I had plenty of spare time on my hands. So out riding all the time with the boys. Yep. You were one of the boys, and... Pretty much how it went, in a nutshell. Yeah, then there was sort of, remember, fairly uh, regular occurrence of drunken nights at posties and whatnot. Yeah. Again, glorious Nara. Oh yeah, gotta love it. Oh man. <laughs> how nobody ever fell off that balcony at posties, I don't know. It was wired in, wasn't it? Not at the beginning, not early uh, on in the piece. Well, maybe there was an they incident. They started wiring it in when people started pelting bottles and glasses off the, off the top at people. When they were walking past, so that's when they wired it all in. <laughs> what a town. Fucking fire hazard, I reckon. Wiring everyone into the balcony. Yeah, could have been. Anyway, what a fucking shithole. Cop that narrow. Not just posties, narrow in general. Cop that. I'm not too sure if there's going to be many people that are going to disagree with that one. But maybe that, that's going to be that's going to be the poll for this week. Is narrow a shithole or not? Man, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's not even a contest. 100% going to win. But it's the ultimate paradox... It's the centre of so many beautiful places around that area, but the main township itself is just, you know, I've heard it described as like a cultural black hole. I'd call it a cesspit. Yeah. Cultural cesspit, full of scum. <laughs> oh, man. It's it's funny, somebody actually commented on the fact that you'll find that the end of every, the end of the line is the always train, a, The train line, yeah. Yeah, it's always a fucking shit tip. Yeah, because that's where all the, all the darrows have got to get off. Can't go any further. I think there's some truth with that, yeah. Yeah, so... 
See also um So anyway Port, go... Port Gambler, right? That's the end of that train line. Yeah, well there you go. Enough, enough said. Going going back to a bit of bonus, I'll tell tell people a little bit about yourself. Who you are, what you do, a bit of background. Um so I guess work wise, I'm I'm in IT, I'm an IT professional. Do do you tell people to turn it off and back on again? I'm I'm a different kind of computer toucher. Oh, okay. A com- <laughs> not a child toucher. No, computer. <laughs> um, more to do with uh, like online websites, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess a lot of my interests are kind of that nerdier end of the spectrum. Yep. So into the into the sci-fi, the fantasy movies, massive, massive sort of Lego fan. When you sort of started getting Star Wars Lego sets, I was in heaven, as you can imagine. Sad, sad man. Yeah, but um, also, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Just brush past that. But, you know, also always sort of been interested in a lot of your sort of sporting activities, you know, bodyboarding, snowboarding. So know. not not a full nerd, uh, just a semi-nerd or a three-quarter nerd. Kind of like a hybrid, I guess, yeah. Yeah, fair but enough. I think that's, you know, anything you do in life, you probably want to have things balanced a little bit, right? Like if you're full-time always into into physical fitness, you'd be one of those CrossFit losers. Just won't shut the fuck up about that. Yeah. It's goes the same, you know, if all you're doing is playing Xbox every day, that ain't great either. Do you reckon there's people that play Xbox that like play CrossFit on Xbox? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows in this sick, sad world, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> so interests are basically sci-fi, Lego, anything else? Oh, yeah, but also that, I guess, bit of need for speed. Drive fast car, had fast bikes. H- had? Oh, uh, yeah. Need to get you back on one. I agree. So I told you to. I was telling Al earlier on. I'll tell the listeners how for the first time ever, I, I bought myself a Harley Davidson today. Don't know how to feel about that because I'm not not a Harley lover. Bought it <laughs> bought it as a bit of an investment. I'm buying it. It was a repossessed bike, so I bought it from the auctions, and I'm going to f- try and flip it. But, uh, yeah, never never been one for the for the old Harley Davidsons, but I thought this might have been a good good investment. So my my experience with bikes is. Most people, very friendly, not really too fussed about what type of bike you're riding. Unless but, it's a Harley Davidson. <laughs> the Harley dudes, kind of a, a breed apart. And just that kind of, again, massive generalisation, but always seemed a bit too cool for school. You know, you'd give other riders a wave as you pass by. You yeah. know, that's actually yeah. coming a thing of the past. I was commented on this on... Yeah? Like, yeah. Times have changed. Oh, it has. Shows been... how long it's been since I've had yeah, a man. bike. Yeah, it's, it's not been, you know, not that long since it's kind of... I went for a ride the other day and went past about 10 bikes and I reckon two people out of the 10 nodded back. In I, fact, I got more excitement out of this drunk dude walking down the street with a bottle of whiskey <laughs> than I was riding, so I gave him the thumbs up. I blame Scott Morrison. <laughs> How's it his fault? End of Australia. Destroying Australian culture. Brilliant. Of, I, I, I'm of, not getting into of, politics. Instead of bringing people together, all, gonna, all their policies about splitting people apart. Let's make a rule. This, this <laughs> podcast is not going to talk politics. Probably safe for all. Um, but I, I get, but we can bash religion, it's fine. Oh, in politics. <laughs> um, but I get I get ways from dudes who drive the same model of car as me. It's not a common vehicle. We, we'll give each other a little respectful... Fair enough. Little, uh, little wave. Yeah. I like that camaraderie. It's Fair a enough. nice feeling. Yeah, right. When we had the RV over Christmas, 
Same deal. Yeah, I remember when I used to have a caravan. You get saying you get a, a finger flick, like yep. a one finger up on the steering wheel, sort of thing. It was bonkers though, because you'd pass so many of them, man. You'd get like a tired arm. Yeah, it got out of control. Carpal tunnel syndrome from <laughs> driving an RV. It feels feels strange. We haven't had our usual stab at religion yet. Well, I kind of had a bit of a stab before when I said about uh, they've got so much money they can afford to do it. So I heard a preposterous thing this week about the history of the the Christian church. That back in the, the Dark Ages, your Middle Ages, five, six hundred years ago, it was um, quite common and normal that have ritualistic eating of babies. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, Apparently that was like happening all over the shop. Funny you say that, Al. What do you mean? <laughs> eating babies. I've got a similar similar kind of thing. That I, I, know. I, I just couldn't believe that. Well, you know how people sometimes eat the, uh, eat the what is it called? Uh, placenta, your afterbirth. Yeah, the afterbirth. Sure. So... A good few years ago now, when we first moved over to Australia, we were staying in a, in a place called Murrum Bateman near Yass. So this is out in the country. No, it's not really. It's over like twenty minutes from Canberra, so it's not. It's not exactly civilized, though, is it? Well, anyway, <laughs> not not when you after you've heard this story. There was uh, some people that the people we were living with they went they had friends down the road. Apparently, they've gone down to see them and. Uh, they were like, oh, do you want us to go and get some ice out of the freezer? And they're like, no, 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 don't don't go in that freezer. And they're like, what, what's in the freezer? And then one of the kids pipes up and they're like, oh, yeah, Timmy's in the freezer. What? They're like, oh, yeah, Timmy, you know, little Timmy, the baby that was born dead, is in the freezer. They kept him in the freezer. Did they say why? Who the fuck knows, man? Why would you keep a dead baby in your fucking freezer? I, I wouldn't have thought you'd be allowed to do that. Well, maybe they I popped it out, didn't tell anybody, chuck it in the freezer. These people are fucking loopy. I'm just going to tell you that much. Right, right. Yeah, well, I mean, you imagine how traumatic something like that would be. What, having a having a baby popsicle in your freezer? Obviously, initially, having a stillborn baby. Yeah, I know, but this this apparently had happened, like, a fair while before. Man. Some fucking lunatics out there, Al, I'm telling you. How long would they keep it for? I don't know. Do you think it's kind of like cryogenics? Like they're waiting for... <laughs> no. I just think they're mental. People, cryogenics is really taken off now. You pay some cash now when you die. Yeah. And there's no way of reviving you. Into the chip? Well, with modern medicine. Oh, fuck off, man. In the future, who knows, right? That's what it's all based on. It's based on everyone's... Too many people watch Demolition Man. That's what's happened. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> um, my favourite What thing. I want to know about is what were the three seashells? How the fuck do you clean your ass with three seashells? That is 100% the gag. Nobody knows. Ridiculous. Um, but you can take a... You, some companies offer the budget cryogenic option. So instead of paying top dollar and getting the full body frozen... Just get your head. Just the head. So what's going to be like Futurama styles they put you in a jar like Richard Nixon? Or you could assume there's some sort of um, cyborg type action so you could put you on a robot body. I'll tell or... you what. The people that are paying the money for that, they're fucking idiots. Well, it's just one of those avenues that seems like a pathway to immortality right the fucking idiots well i think that's a fair argument to say is being immortal if you could do it is it even a good idea over that span of time i think i'd like to be a vampire well that's you know for the immortality or for other reasons? well let's get one thing straight vampires aren't immortal because you can still kill them well, yeah that's a fair point they're they're undying though they're undead undead and this is the whole this does bug me sorry i know i'm going off on a completely different tangent Jog on, man. Go for it. Everyone that's like, oh, you know, zombies, 
vampires. They're right. all immortal. They ain't fucking immortal. There's still always a way to kill them. There's, so that isn't immortal. You're only immortal if you cannot die. End of. Yeah, so some sort of godlike, invulnerable. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily what it always implies. It's like Deadpool. He's kind of immortal. Yeah, well, that's that's a regenerative sort of thing. Like Wolverine, same deal. An incredible capability of healing. But bringing it back to cryogenics, that's kind of the idea is that, say, 200 years down the track, you've got advanced nanomachines for, for medical science. They can reconstitute a body from the DNA up. They can rebuild cells. Boop, boop, boop. All of a sudden, you've cured the cancer, you've cured the Parkinson's, whatever it is, freshen up the body and away you go. That's that's the absolute best case scenario with so cryogenics. You've got, you've got a hundred year old fucking brain that's senile as fuck getting attached to it. Yeah, but it's again, it's still just molecules stuck together. Your brain's a physical object. So if, again, at the molecular level, you can rebuild it, you know, spruce it up tip top, theoretically, back in action. I don't think it's a good idea. Well, no one's done it yet, so it's still all... I think, I think it's a bad idea. In what sense? Waste of money or it's it's not ethical? No, no. I think it's just like people people are going to wake up in like 300 years and they're going to fucking mind blown because of all this shit that's going on. That they're, well, it raises they're a not going to be able point. to cope with it. They'll be like, Ehh. look at an old person with a computer these days. They fucking spaz out. 100%. Yeah, so you could play the same thought game and say if you could bring someone from the year 1719 300 years in the past bring them into the modern world there's a lot of people that think you probably would fry their brain it's just too much too different well then again i guess bill and ted managed to do it <laughs> you you're, you're missing the the best example of that genre which is encino man i don't think i've seen that brendan fraser was a frozen caveman oh, and no, paulie I... shaw and sean austin thaw him out <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm glad I didn't see that. No, it's it's great. It's probably Brendan Fraser's best film. That's a big call. He was in he was in the Mummy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was that was the decline of Mr. Fraser. Well, the, the Mummy is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In his day, they sort of started pumping out a few dodgy sequels, but didn't they? Guess so. I suppose it got the Rock into Hollywood. Can't be all bad. The he was Scorpion King. Scorpion King. That was some fucking dodgy CGI on that shit, wasn't it? But it's crazy. Like, Rock now is like, got to be one of the highest paid dudes in Hollywood now. I think he's the most bankable star, is what they've called him. And he's, he's, I read this, so don't quote me on it, but I read that on his usual fee, straight up, he gets an additional five million for every contract he signs for a movie just for his Twitter followers alone. Oh, so you, if you roll in the, the Rock Twitter package, it's yeah. an extra five million bucks. Yeah. How many followers does he have? Mm, I don't know. Let's have a look. Let's have a look on my Twitter. Many, my Twitter many. at <laughs> Danger Dave one one nine. The paradox about the Rock is he seems to have done it all, conquered it, but still apparently like a super nice guy. Uh, I've heard. I mean, you look at the things going on with him and um, who's the dude from Fast and the Furious? Uh, Vinny D. No, no, Tyrese Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who? What you're saying, it's because the rock's a jerk. He seems to be nice to everyone else. Dwayne Johnson has 13.5 million followers. It's a bargain then. It's like 50 cents a follower. Yep, not bad. Not bad at all. I caramba. And I've got two. <laughs> Early days, Dave. One, I'll get to 13 million one day and get my 5 million. I tells you. Well, how many tweets have you had? What do you mean how many tweets have I had? Well, well nobody, If nobody's following me, nobody's fucking reading it. 
It's Field of Dreams, man. If you build it, they'll come. Yeah. I've, I've, I did some tweets. Just make sure it's not any of those sort of tweets that get dug up later and become scandalous. I don't give a fuck. Like, say, I hate all gypsies. They should be put to death. Can't tweet that. <laughs> he's, delete, he's deleting furiously. No, I'm not deleting anything. I didn't write <laughs> shit like that. But that, that's, that's what happens these days. Someone gets famous, then uh, all of a sudden dig up a 10-year-old tweet where it said something that's maybe offensive. People get riled up about it. And and, and we we go back to episode number one, the pilot or whatever it is. Getting offended, yeah. I, I don't give a fuck. I mean, there's some more egregious examples like your sort of Louis C.K. situations where comes out there, you know, serial sex pest. You heard about Louis C.K., right? No. He, he, would, he would corner female comedians in hotel rooms and whatnot uh-huh. and start masturbating in front of them just out of nowhere as a joke <laughs> no one was laughing apparently um fair enough so yeah he, he got pretty much blackballed you know he got <laughs> he didn't get blue balls that's for sure <laughs> oh man sorry <laughs> um so good example the secret life of pets 2 just came out yeah he he was one of the main characters in the first film completely replaced they've replaced him with Patton Oswalt oh, um yeah. All, all these stand-up shows cancelled. Yeah, right. He was he was doing specials with Netflix. I don't even know if his stuff's even on Netflix anymore. So that's that's pretty <laughs> sus, right? Fair, probably fair enough. You know, he's kind of in that Bill Cosby league. Oh no, nah. he's not Bill Cosby league. Pretty much. He didn't drug someone and then they woke up raped. That's a bit <sighs> different. Um, but yeah, c- compared that to someone who said eight years ago, you know, some something off-coloured about say trans transsexuality which now is quite a you know, sensitive issue. And I mean, probably should have always been a sensitive issue, but there's a bit more awareness around it now at least. So you look at it, a 10-year-old comment, take it in a modern context, and it's like, oh, all of a sudden, this person's a monster. Mm-hmm. But again, time and place. I'm pretty sure if you go through my Facebook, there's some outrageous shit I've probably said on there. But I'll go back to my original, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, well, that's one thing, but you know, for a lot of, people has that potential like you know people in the public space you know again israel fallout it's got that potential to damage their livelihood so there are consequences to it, it becomes that gray area of morality of is it justified or not and for, for artists in particular not necessarily sports people but to a degree sports people as well does it does it diminish their their works their art their performances to find out later oh hang on they're actually a super scumbag yeah does that mean okay well you can't ever laugh at their jokes again or you can't you know go back and say oh they were a great athlete if they were doing the dicey stuff as well yeah i don't know if you could just out and out oh they're a complete scumbag if they've just said something 10 years ago that was completely acceptable back then and now is not like that's kind of a bit of a bullshit move on everybody's everyone's done some shit just because you might have you might have said something very similar but it hasn't been put on social media yeah you're just as much a scumbag as the other person well i think that's a thing that really you know, I find really confusing and peculiar about social media compared to my early experiences with the web where everything was relatively anonymous, right? You'd post on forums, but it'd be under a, an alias. Like people wouldn't know your, your real name or where you're from or all that sort of stuff. Mm. And that was just kind of how you operated. Is, is that is that like, remember that uh, motorcycle forum that used to be on in Canberra? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you, you told someone, Yeah. What, what, what was it you said? I, I wish they would crash and die in a fire. Not my finest moment. But, you know, we were trolling, right? 
You you were trying to cause an argument with this bloke because <laughs> he, he was a cock. Yeah, and that that hasn't really changed online. But what's different now is there's the name. Mm. You're doing it under your real name. Where you where you work. Your mum sees the post. Well, like, that's if you're friends with mum. Well, mu- all the mums are on Facebook now. That doesn't mean you got to, you can block them. <laughs> Take that, mum. Bang. Word of advice: block your mum on Facebook. <laughs> um, Given that twist that social media has brought to it now where it's not anonymous at all and it cuts both ways. It means someone spewing the hateful shit, you know, they're identifiable, but then also the people they target, it's based on a real, real life knowing somebody. Yeah. And it gets to an extra degree of viciousness. Yeah, fair enough. So for someone who's kind of that old school web experience, it's a really weird look. It's not something I would ever participate in. Probably the the diciest thing I've ever done online with my real name on it is this goddamn podcast. Well, let's see where that goes. Yeah, well, you don't you ever say anything too outrageous. It's usually me that blasts some fucking bullshit out. Yeah, but coloured by association at this stage. Is it, you got you got <laughs> you got a problem with the colours? Have you? What cards? You just coloured. You said coloured oh, association. Geez. Yeah, no, that was an racist. Old, racist. Old tweet. Old tweet. <laughs> what? Well, I probably haven't tweeted anything for about six years anyway. Fair enough. We're on top of we're on top of the uh, social media trends. We're on top of the online trends. On the Twitters, the, the podcast that's twelve years after that became a thing. Yep. <laughs> Cutting edge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know we've sort of covered a lot of sports territory. What one thing I've been thinking about this week is we're sort of getting closer to the Tour de France. Is oh, I fucking hate that shit. Cheats in sport, right? No, I, no, I just hate fucking cycling. How can you how can you sit well, there all day and watch that bullshit? It's so boring. I don't think people would. I hope they don't. The fucking people do. Sad. Yeah. Um, notorious again for sports cheating. Like Lance Armstrong lied to Oprah about his sports cheating. I mean, what kind of what kind of Ooh. human being must you be if you lie to Oprah? Look her in the eyes and tell a fat one. That's that's like lying to God <laughs> herself. Black black God Oprah. Oh. Just all right. We'll come back to sports cheating. What are you? No, got? no, no, no. Oh, just, just the god thing. Going back to religion bashing. <laughs> Any chance to put the boot in? <laughs> no, this just this just completely ties it all up. Really, about the mentality of religion, religious people. For me, some religious people. For me, I'm doing a bit of a Sopranos binge at the moment. Yeah. And the son Anthony Junior. Yeah. He's on a bit of a downer, and he's just like, "Why are we even born?" And his Catholic mother just goes, and this was her exact answer, because of Adam and Eve, that's why. Now go to your room. (laughs) Has that even a fucking answer? (laughs) I guess the, you know, trace the family tree. Fucking ridiculous. Well, Monty Python did it best with um, every sperm is sacred, right? That's Catholicism in a nutshell. Yeah. From the the meaning of life. Anyway, go, go back to your story, sorry, just wanted to yeah, so we've got, we've got Lance Armstrong, noted sports cheat, and like he's not the only guy, right? And that was pretty much his excuse in the end was he's he's on the he's on the go on the on the dope because everyone else is, and it's the only way he can compete. Oh, yeah, it's a little... I don't I don't buy that shit because that that's not right either. But then again, you got to think about it. Look at what they're doing: riding a bike for like two hundred kilometers a day, riding up mountains and shit. Yeah, jacked up on moose blood. Yeah, well, fucking. Up. I don't think I could do that. A bit of bit of. Uh wild beast blood in me yeah but obviously um it's not in the spirit of competition if you're cheating 
you know, deliberately. I don't know. Is it? I mean, you could you could think they're pushing things to the extreme. Like, let's try and put the most heinous, weirdest shit in my body to see if it, you know, I can make myself go faster. Like that is that should that be a sport? No. Like, but, let's but, see how many how many steroids I can get in there before I fucking right. cardiac arrest. But that's that's why you look at um, professional wrestlers who, you know, behold, a lot of those dudes aren't even making it past 60, 50 years old. Their hearts just explode. Yeah. Just those but is de- it, decades is it, of steroids abuse. Is it steroids or is it the fact that they're just fucking doing what they're doing day in, day out? Well, I mean... And they're not giving themselves a rest. Yeah, and they get chronic health issues doing that stuff for sure. There's a lot of impact in it. Yeah, it's probably not as bad as your you know, NFL where you're getting those repeated brain injuries from concussions. Yeah. But, I think I'm pretty sure I've got that, but no doubt every pro, every pro wrestlers <laughs> just well, just wash over that old no no fucks given. Dave's got brain damage. Move on. Well, it's really just covering familiar territory, isn't it? It's self evident. What that I've got brain damage. <laughs> well, obviously there was that one time again crashed your motorbike doing dangerous stuff. Oh, I've got multiple times I've been knocked the but fuck that, out. That time you were heavily concussed and worked concuss for probably another couple of days afterwards yeah, yeah. I've, had, I've had a few other incidents i mean that was the first time i'd experienced seeing someone with that level of concussion it was <laughs> it was bizarre because we were having conversations where you you would obviously forget what we talked about and ask me the same question like 30 seconds after we've just talked about it yeah i was pretty fucked up yeah it was that was <laughs> that was, that was scary like, i don't fucking remember it i don't remember anything yeah, the whole day's gone exactly and um that that was just such an alarming demonstration of what that does to, to someone's brain. Yeah. When you start to hear these stories about guys taking a massive hit on an NFL field, giving them the smelling salts and send them back out, it, it's bonkers. Yeah. Like, no wonder it's doing such horrible damage. Yeah. Yeah, well, apparently there was two NRL guys that have been... Yeah. They're not, they're not saying who it was, but they, they've been found to have it. Similar sort of, yeah, long-term damage. Yeah. Because I think they can only really diagnose it properly after you've died. Yeah, that's my understanding as well, that often the extent and nature of what's going on is not clear until they do an autopsy, mm. where you know, there's just big chunks of the brain that have just turned to mush, just gone away. Yeah, right. So that's, yeah, but a big part of the pro wrestling guys, absolutely, is that steroid abuse that's that's doing them in. And you had a few of them kind of flip out and go crazy and hurt their family and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That idea of having your sports comp of no holds barred, like juice up with whatever you want. Look, according according to the boss of the WWE, he he does not condone it, and he tests <laughs> his wrestlers regularly. Apparently, the whole Vince McMahon. Yeah, he's a trustworthy dude. Yeah, because he's not on the on the juice. Uh, Dude's like fucking ninety years old and jacked. Yeah, yeah, he he's a interesting fella. They're they're under a bit of pressure. The the WWE boys. Yeah, I think they've there's a new new. new uh, game in town is there not yeah it's uh, called the AEW I think it's All Elite Wrestling so there hasn't been a rival promo since the WCW days which is like 15 years ago yeah there's sort of been a monopoly since then but you've got this uh, was Eric Bischoff yeah well he's he's back now he's running uh, Smackdown from the 14th of July apparently he's back who told you that shit I read that shit online Jesus and Paul Heyman's running Raw Paul Heyman yeah He's an old school. Paul Heyman's the uh, the advocate for the beast incarnate himself, which uh, Brock Lesnar. Right. So apparently he's running shows again. 
So basically okay. what's happened, this new upstart promo started AEW and old mate McMahon's gone straight back to his old old generals from those WCW days where it was a war between those two different wrestling promotions. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, it's basically a bunch of guys, a bunch of wrestlers from who had previously been contracted by the WWE said these conditions are bullshit, these contracts are bullshit, nah, screw this, and have sort of banded together and started their own thing. Yeah, right. Um, and obviously brought in a lot of independent talent as well. Mm. It's just, yeah, interesting scenario where, yeah, they're taking on the monopoly, right? Again, an underdog story, which appeals to me. Yep. For the hardcore wrestling fans out there, it's, you know, the WWE's sort of gone into a groove. It's gotten, you know, they criticize it for being a bit bit boring, a bit predictable. A bit camp. It's pro wrestling. I don't know what they exactly expect, but... I think the sort of storylines... I mean, from from what I read, one of the um, what's his name Ambrose, Dean Ambrose, he he was sick of it. Like the storylines were just ridiculous, right? So and kind of making the fans out to be suckers by them sort of eating into this fucking shit. Like he he was like, I don't want to do this, man. It's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's interesting. Someone as a pro wrestler is you know taking a, a moral and ethical stance against such a huge sort of corporate entity within the sport. Mm. Yeah, um, back to like, sports sheets, I guess, was where we're all heading. <laughs> but um, I I think it's interesting that that capacity to forgive sports cheats seems quite generous in sports, I guess, in a way. like Do people do people forgive the individual cheats or is it the team cheats? Yeah, well, it's, I'm, I'm thinking in particular of the Australian cricket team, right? All those dudes that got caught up in the ball tampering oh, I don't think, stuff. I don't think they got forgiven, man. Not I- forgiven, but... They're playing again. Yeah. Like that time's passed. One year, essentially. Well, I think that's why people do the cheating because they know that effectively they're eventually going to get away with it. Yeah, I mean... If they if it was just blanket, you're banned for life. That's it. You cheat You cheat at all, you're gone. Well, about, people wouldn't do it. I don't know about any cheating, but there's definitely got to be some offences that would be that severe. I think cheating, gone. You cheat, you're out. You can't play the sport the way it's meant to be. Fuck off. It's a slippery one though because take a look at motorsport where a lot of that is absolutely always pushing the rules to gain that competitive edge. Pushing the rules and out and out cheating. Right, it's tricky. So, uh, I mean, rules are open to interpretation to a point. (laughs) But when it's you can't take steroids and some dude starts jacking steroids into his veins, that's out and out cheating. Yeah, but they might say, okay, well, you tested me and I... Tested positive for for steroids, but um, I was taking some medicine. My doctor gave me some medicine. Yeah, but they, it's bullshit because all those sports have a have a list of medicines that are accepted yeah. and medic, medicines that aren't. But you've seen it happen time and time again, right? It's it's a bullshit story. Like that was uh, Shane Warne had that excuse at one stage. Yeah, that he, his mum gave him a tablet, right? Fucking bullshit. <laughs> I know it's bullshit, but again, I mean, if you take that sort of zero tolerance policy of you cheat, you're out for life. Does it potentially catch up some people who don't necessarily deserve that level? I think people should just be a little bit more careful when they're getting paid exorbitant amounts of money to mm. play sport. If if they're not going to be a little bit more vigilant about what mum's giving them in a tablet, <laughs> then that's their tough shit. Yeah, but I mean, again, be cynical and accept that it was for a competitive advantage. It wasn't just a harmless mistake. To, <laughs> to get paid the big bucks, you've got to be the best. So. Mm-hmm the pressure to perform at that level, surely must be a part of what drives them to... 
I don't think that it's them pushing to be the best. I think it's them being lazy. Uh, like a shortcut, yeah, yeah. Taking shortcuts to be the best. That's a really good point. Putting the effort in and putting the work in to be the best. Yep, yep. I think that's. And Shane Warne, probably a good example. Shane Warne, wasn't he a big fan of hitting the pubs and nightclubs and. On the smokes. And on the smokes. I mean, there's your perfect example. We are talking about cricket players, I guess. What did you say last week? Still need to be elite sportsmen. 90s were a different time, uh, no doubt. Yeah, popping tablets in his mum's kitchen or wherever the fuck. Yeah, but I think cheating in motorsport is definitely a really interesting sort of case. You know, several years ago, you had Red Bull who were accused of having the flexible front wing. Mm. The, the governing bodies were never able to prove that they'd constructed an illegal wing for the car. All they did was change the, the rules about how the front wing, how that component would be tested. Because they would put it through the test and it would pass the, the, sh- the rules about how rigid it had to be. But clearly when that thing was on the track, it was like drooping all the way down. Yeah, right. So they changed the way they conducted the test. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, you don't have a flexing front wing anymore on the Red Bull car. Yeah. Yeah, well, like I said, it's pushing, pushing the rules. They didn't, didn't have anything state and they couldn't do it. But, you know, you ask one of the other teams, they'd say, well, they're cheating. Ban them. Ban them. Oh, because all the other teams have never done anything like that. <laughs> well, we won't we won't criticize them for being hypocrites, perhaps. No. But absolutely, yeah. I, I think it's really interesting. And what one case that sticks in my mind as well is um, the I think she's a South African runner who got banned for having it's already already. I think she's a cheap South was, African. <laughs> no, no, but she she's been banned from competing in international athletics because her natural testosterone levels exceeded a rule they have about that this isn't the one that was actually a man no no or transsexual or whatever they're allowed to be called these days a a lot of the media mistakenly report the story as if that was the case but in fact she's natural born woman (laughs) natural natural born hermaphrodite no like apparently nothing like that she just has naturally high levels of testosterone which it's great if you're a, a competitive runner. Yep. It means it makes life a lot easier. And she she was dominating competition for a couple of years. And, you know, it went to went to the governing body. It was deemed that, you know, she wasn't allowed to compete. Now, that's someone who's not cheating at all, but has effectively received that lifetime ban. And one of the things they said was, oh, you can take medication to reduce your testosterone level. So it's almost like the the opposite the anti-steroids. Yeah. Yeah, right. How's that fair though? I don't think it's fair at all. A lot of people didn't think it was fair, but again, the competitors, these other other women who are racing it were like there's nothing we can do. Like we can train as much as we like, but this is it's unfair. Which, is it unfair? Well, it's I find it a really weird argument anyway because it's genetics. Yeah, like if LeBron James is six foot ten, is that it's not fair? Unfair? It's not fair that he plays basketball because he's taller than me. He's taller than me. That's how I feel about tall basketball players. <laughs> I think it's cheating. Well, there you go. It's bullshit. It's a... <laughs> but that's from the position of a competitor. That's fucking mental. But this is the argument that they've put forward against this woman. Uh, I wish I could remember her name. But I don't want to be slack about that. But it seems like such a weird argument when other sports, yeah, physical. Just natural physical attributes give you an advantage over yeah. over other people. Yeah, I mean, obviously, in a running race, there's not much else going on except pumping the legs, right? True. Basketball, you know, a little fella can get away with maybe like great great three point shooting or something like that, right? 
So there's a bit more room for that variation. Yep. But yeah, if, if you're just a super muscly runner, sprinter, life's easy. Well, easy for them anyway. Well, too easy, they would <coughs> seem to be saying. <laughs> that was the wrong time to me to put some nuts in my mouth. <laughs> I don't know why you thought snacking was going to be a good idea. Neither do I. <laughs> oh, licking salt off your fucking fingers. <laughs> Give the people what they want to hear. That's what we should do next next week, Al. We should eat a burger on on the podcast. Sounds like the sort of thing you'd need to take a video of. Maybe we could do a vodcast. Too advanced. Too advanced. For us anyway. Come back in 15 years. Given the amount of editing we do. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, definitely feel it takes longer to edit than it does to record. Yeah. I think that's true. It's an inside line on podcasting. Yep. Are we going to just chop all this stuff? I don't see why not. I mean, I don't (laughs) see why we would. There's a reason right there. You satisfied your hunger? No, I'll, I'll, I'll get some more in a minute. Last night was the first night. You're not, you're not even talking to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last night was the first night that um, Catherine's actually come back to our marital bed with the uh, baby being born and all the rest of it. So, so how long's that been now? A uh, couple of months. She's been staying in the spare room, just good on her. She's been helping me get my sleep. Oh man, that first three months is so tough. Yeah, she came back to bed for the first time with the baby model last night. Fucking struggle street today, man. I'm tired. Right, because you're a pretty light sleeper. Yeah, and I have trouble getting to sleep, so if I get woken up, bad times for me. I, I remember times when you know we've been staying somewhere and you'll actually make me stay awake <laughs> until you fall asleep because you think my snoring's too loud. Yeah, because you keep me awake. Uh, I just find that hilarious. <laughs> and, you know, to be fair, I did that shit. I, yeah, yeah. I don't give you any grief. Did, did better than my ex-wife who divorced me because of it. <laughs> Well, that and many other problems that I had. No doubt. <laughs> like eating nuts while I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> I'm fucking dropping them <laughs> Absolute schmozzle. I mean, theoretically, that three-month threshold with the, the newborn, start getting into a bit more of a, a regular sleep routine. You know, the that you can stretch out that nighttime feed a bit longer, get a better chunk of sleep. Yeah, it's not happening. Give it time. Yeah. I'm 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 gonna start. I think I'm gonna start getting Catherine to have a little nipple whiskey a couple of hours before she breastfeeds before the night time. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a pediatrician, Dave. I don't know if that's okay or not. <laughs> Won't hurt him. They used to do that shit in the fifties all the time. Well, the go-to is um, Finergan. That's the what over-the-counter baby sedative. What? Give him a Finergan? Yeah. Can you give that to babies? I think from pretty young, like you can get the gel for teething. Yeah, I'm not telling you to drug your baby. That's the you're, not, you're not telling me, but you, you're saying it, it's a good idea. <laughs> Some people. Did you ever do it, Al? Oh, no doubt. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> drug the baby. I love you, kids. <laughs> we we just did the half yearly parent teacher interview sort of thing at yep. the school. How'd that go? I think it's just an excuse for people to grab a sausage sizzle. Oh, fuck you. To, to be honest. You and your sausage sizzle. You know what? I didn't actually even have one. That surprised me. Every, everyone else was chomping in. Fucking more nuts. <laughs> this is not working. <laughs> Fucking salt and vinegar nuts, man. I love them. 
They are pretty good. But I'm, clo- I'm closing it. I'm closing <laughs> it. It's done. It's home place. I've never heard Joe Rogan eating nuts. He does that in his private time. <laughs> <laughs> Defa- defamation. Well, I'm, I'm not saying that he eats nuts. I'm just saying that he might do it in his private time. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not if you like nuts. <laughs> right, so you're optimistic at least that things will improve with the, the sleeping? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it has to, to eventually. You have to stay positive, yeah. Yeah, I mean, give it a year or two, it should be good. A year or two? No, it won't take that long. <laughs> no. You'll be alright. Just, yeah, like I said, light sleeper doesn't help, and I suffer from insomnia a little bit, so, yeah. anyway. We thought, we thought we'd give it a go, because I've got a couple of days off work, so I thought, oh, you know, we'd give it a Yeah. So is that with, like, a bassinet in the room? Oh, no, fuck no. The baby's got his own bedroom. We just got oh. the monitor. You, oh, the monitor. Yeah. Sorry, I meant, I thought you meant the, the baby was in there. No, 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 just a baby monitor. But oh shit, maybe you are in trouble. Why is that? If it's just the monitor that's... Oh yeah, fuck me right. But it's, it, you can't get just the sound monitors these days either. They all have video on them. Oh right, it's high tech. Yeah, so as soon as the baby starts crying, the video t- the screen comes on so it lights up the fucking bedroom like a fucking Christmas tree. Is that helping anyone? No, not really. It's ridiculous. But it was the first night that we've tried it and Catherine like goes out of the room... And her, her usual routine is the baby starts crying. We don't want to go straight to the baby. We don't want to get it used to it. Oh, if it cries, it just gets... Oh, okay. So a little bit of controlled crying to it. So she'll get up and she'll go and boil the kettle um, for the hot water and then she'll get the milk out and all the rest of the stuff because it's usually only waking up for a feed. Yeah. And then she'll go... And I'm just like, three minutes in, she's left and the fucking baby's still creaming its head off. So it feel like, feels like the longest three minutes of your life. And she's left the monitoring room and I'm like, why the fuck would you walk out and leave the baby crib and leave the fucking monitor on? Like, if you're getting up and you're leaving me to sleep. Right, so the, the process needs a bit of work. So, you know, it wasn't like, it, we didn't have an argument or anything, but it wasn't a bad thing. It was just, you know, learning getting things. So, um, yeah, hopefully tonight she'll take the monitor with Because <laughs> no point me getting up. I'm useless with that stuff. Right, so I guess this is, um, you know, we talked about my 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 background a little bit before I guess talking about you oh, you know thanks thanks for asking out <laughs> <laughs> but, I thought it was a little bit weird that you just brushed over that oh, I wasn't deliberate um, yes it was <laughs> <laughs> I had Lance Armstrong's giant thighs on my mind oh, and who, who doesn't <laughs> um, he's he's one testicle I hope it's vinegary <laughs> <laughs> um, this this not your first experience with a newborn but no that's no, it's been a while, but... It's been a long time. So I've got a 13-year-old boy too. Well, turns 13 in a few weeks. Soon to be a man. Yeah, giant human that he is. He's already the same height as me. He's 5'11". He's going to be your large adult son. Uh, I think he's going to be LeBron James's new pro- problem soon. <laughs> well, he's been playing his tennis, and that's, you know... Yeah, he keeps winning at tennis, apparently. So Big, big frame is good for tennis. Oh, yeah. That's the modern trend anyway. Yeah, so I thought I might have even managed to get him motorbike bound, but uh, no such luck. He started saying how he likes bikes and all the rest of it, and yeah, just um, can't seem to get him get him on the bike itself. So maybe when he's ninety, maybe. Oh yeah, <laughs> either that or might, if I can't get him on the bikes, I'll get him in the camels. Oh man, I think I think that lady had the right idea. What's that? Get a camel ride? Yeah, camels are nasty animals. Well, that's what I said to her when we were on the way over there. I was like, what do you want to ride a camel for? The fucking thing will probably bite you. <laughs> yeah. Or spit at you. All right, well, let's expand a little bit. Um, fair to say you're not from around here. I, I'm i not from around here, no. <laughs> um, 
So what part of London are you from? Oh, fucking racist cunt. <laughs> you'll know you hate that. Oh, That's such an ignorant thing to ask, ask fucking someone Fucking some bitch England. did that to me once and I fucking just like, <laughs> fucking hate me. I hate it. I hate it when people say shit like that. It's like saying where about in Sydney you're from. Except that doesn't actually happen. No, I know, but fucking ignorant cunts in why, this country seem to... Oh, whereabouts in London you're from? Yeah, because London's the only place in fucking England, you fucking ignorant fuck. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't I shouldn't poke the hornet's nest like that. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm, I'm from Somerset. Well, I grew up in Somerset, which is... Uh, East in, Yeovil Massive. Yeah. Actually, I was on the east side of Yeovil too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, town probably a little bit bigger than Nara. So at what, I mean, at a tender age, your your family emigrated. Yeah, so we, we moved over here when I was uh, very late seventeen. So I think it was only here for three or four months before I turned eighteen. So it was a. So did you go to school here? I can't no, no, remember. no, because um, in the UK you'd already done your A you levels or whatever. Yeah, no, not A levels, it's GCSEs. So confusing. Yeah, tell me about it. But um, it's you start school a year earlier in the UK than you do uh, here. Okay, yeah but you finish when you're 16. Because you're allowed to go in the pub when you're 16 as well. You're allowed to go in the pub when you're like fucking three, man. You can go in the pub whenever you want. Well, to drink beers. No, you can't drink beer at 16 in the UK. I thought that was a thing. No, you're fucking mental. It's 18. It's always been 18. You can smoke at 16 in the UK. <laughs> okay. Or you could. I don't know if you still can, but you could back Hopefully up. not. Yeah. Well, back when I was a lad at 16, you could smoke. So anyway. That wasn't you, was it? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, jeez. Anyway, not don't smoke anymore. In fact, fucking can't stand smokers now. Like worst reformed smoker has ever been. Well, I mean, we're talking about old old days in the Posties Tavern, filled with smoke on that balcony. Oh yeah, you always used to go home reeking Gross. of that shit. Like whoever thought that shit was a good idea. I mean, that's what in hindsight now you can go to a pub and not come home smell like an ashtray. Yeah, it's like, well, what the hell were we even thinking? Yeah, I don't know, man. But I mean, I smoked a lot of the times back then too, so. It was only when I uh, had my little cancer scare that I, I stopped smoking, so... Cancer scare? Oh. <laughs> Don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I, had, I had cancer. Well... I beat that shit! Uh, it's part, particularly sort of um, timely to sort of reflect on that because it wasn't smoking, it wasn't lung cancer that you were dealing with. No, no, I had thyroid cancer. Because of... Potentially because of the Chernobyl meltdown. Well, apparently that's they're, they're thinking that might be the only reason why I had it because I was in uh, South Wales at the time that they had a, a bit of fallout in Europe and it did a lot of the a lot of the schools in Europe or in, in the UK were handing out um, iodine yeah. tablets to their students and I wasn't going to school I didn't go to school for some reason during that small period of time and uh, so you didn't you missed out on the tablet missed out on the tablet shit so. The uh, specialist was fairly, fairly, fairly certain that it was caused from Chernobyl, because it's not common for a young male That's right. to have thyroid cancer. I, I remember going with you to see the specialist, um, and he was talking about that vast majority. It's it's women, and even so, yeah. an older age. Yeah, middle aged woman. So it's funny when I went and saw the surgeon. I walked into the office, only man in there, mm. and definitely the only person under under forty five, possibly under fifty. And I walked in there and they were like, oh, can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, I've got an appointment. And they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so super unusual. And obviously this Chernobyl series that HBO's done has been crazy popular. Yeah. I mean, it was a, I guess it was a little bit emotional for me at the end, I guess, because of... Well, they start to touch on the actual causes of what happened and how 
how neglectful it really was mm. for that incident to have even occurred. Oh yeah. And then to rationalize that against the, you know, not just your personal ramifications, but all the thousands of people that were affected. Oh yeah. I mean, it was, it was pretty fucked up bunch of events that went on and yeah, for you know, some dramatic license for a TV show, but it basically boils down to cost cutting and, you know, the bureaucratic structure of how, how the Soviets did business. Yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously people who've, uh, a lot, some of it also had to do with the fact that some people's arrogance. Well, yeah. And it was of a nature of climbing that bureaucratic ladder of do well in this test, gain a promotion and move our way up. Yeah. Was that was portrayed to be part of that motivation. Yeah. So start cutting the corners and not just cutting the corners and causing an incident, but also the reaction after the reactor has exploded. Yeah, it was like, not my fucking fault. Spoiler warning. Yeah, spo- yeah spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Um, Basically, not my fault. It's everyone else's fault. Happened 30 years ago. Um, that re- initial reaction was, if it had been handled differently, maybe that, you know, a radioactive cloud of fallout covering Europe may not have been as severe or happened at all. No, exactly. And that's, I think that's probably why I got a little... I didn't get upset, I would say. I just... It was... You know, I felt a bit weird at the end of it, I guess. Probably a bit bit more weird than other people would usually feel at the end of a series like that. I was, I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway, so... I think they did a good job of portraying that, the human tragedy of it all that showed the impact for everyone from like the first responders... The families that live nearby, yeah, um, people who lived in other parts of the country, being, yeah. being affected by it. I, I wasn't aware of things like the Death Bridge. I think it was called Death Bridge. They called it. all the people that watched the fire from yep. the bridge. They every single one of them died. Yeah, that's that's the rumor. Because um, I mean, that ionization, ionizing radiation, it's basically line of sight. If if you're in line of those particles or all the emissions, yeah boom it's just like getting five million x-rays it's it's bad times yeah yeah I, I i mean i still don't fully understand how radiation fucks you up but it's it's i've got a little bit of a better idea uh, whilst watching the series i did do a few like watched a few documentaries and youtube and well i mean that's kind of the irony in in the treatment you had for your cancer was in part radio radiation oh, therapy yeah I, that right? was it was it was a bit of a Funny story, I guess. When <laughs> when I got my radiation therapy, they gave you gave you the same um, radio iodine yeah. that caused it to kill, to fight off the cancer. But Alan's heard me tell the story before, but it was kind of funny. They um, they put you in this room. You you're in a, a lead lined room. You're in you're, a lead dunny. In a nobody's allowed to come and visit you for a few days, and you you're basically stuck in there for you know a week or so. And and just before they give you, it's it's a little tablet. Anyway, they, the doctors come in and they talk to you and they tell you what they're going to do. And what I can only describe is if you've ever watched an old Dracula or Frankenstein-style movie and there's always a guy called Igor that comes in that's like hunchback, <laughs> bit mongy, just comes in like... So he, this guy comes in exactly like this with, a, with this like roller trolley thing and there's this canister in the middle of the trolley and then as he comes in, the two doctors like piss bolt out the room. They're gone. <laughs> and they're just like, just got their heads just creaked around the corner, just going, oh, you need to take this tablet. And this bloke just takes the lid off what looked like a thermos flask, but it was fucking solid metal. Yeah. And uh, pulls this little capsule out and, and gives it to me while these two doctors are like poking their head around the corner. Didn't want anything to do with being anywhere near it. 
And uh, yeah, as soon as I popped it, they all go, door gets locked, and uh, that's it. It was kind of funny that that happened. It was. I, I remember them being really particular about whether you're going to go home and share a toilet with the rest of the people in the house. Yeah, yeah. They're like, do you have a separate toilet that you can use for the next week? Yeah. Because like, it's still radioactive particles leaving the body. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to go in public transport for a week. I wasn't allowed to go... If I had to go in a car with anybody for more than a, an hour or so, I had to uh, sit as far away from them as possible. Right. Because um, I was basically emitting this radi- radiation out of my body. Um, my clothes that I was wearing during the time that I was... Um, in the hospital, I had to get burnt. They got rid of the clothes. Yeah. Damn. Um, uh, I wasn't allowed to use um, normal cutlery if I was going to be sharing it with other people for uh, about a month. So I had to use plastic knives and forks and, right. and throw them out. And yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It sounds cautious, but I guess they have to be. Yeah. Next level, isn't it? It is. So anyway, all gone though. Kind of, yeah. And just that weird circular nature to it. Yeah. That potentially it was the radiation that caused. Yep. And the then they cancer? use the same thing to kill it. So, it, but that in itself is the insight into how how it destroys a human body is in a massive dose of radiation. It's killing all the cells, not just some of the cells. Yeah, you know that low level damage to DNA. Your your toast, you're cooked. Yep, not good times, that's for sure. No, no. So anyway, moving on from that, <laughs> bit bit more about myself. I um, yep, been managed to get married three times on my on my third. No one can say you're a quitter. No, I definitely haven't given up. That's for sure. <laughs> so I hope third time lucky. Did I go to all three of those weddings? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I remember the first one when Damn. I got. I remember the first one. The first one was very funny with Al because we were both. It was just about the time that Sopranos was still still on air, hadn't quite finished at that point, and yep. Alan and I loving it, loving it. <laughs> Alan, I think Alan at some stage thought he was semi-gangster. Tur- turns up to the wedding and uh, instead of doing what everyone else is and just puts a, a present or a gift or whatever on the table or <laughs> Alan, Alan, as he <laughs> comes up and does the handshake and slips, slips me an envelope full of $5 notes. <laughs> like, well, I wanted to be nice and fat. Fucking maniac. <laughs> I, I went into the bank and asked the teller all fives. <laughs> And she, yeah, she wasn't impressed with that. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That, that was good fun. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so three three times around. Yeah, I'm not, not doing it again. Fair enough. I'm, I'm sticking with this one, I think. Excellent. <laughs> it's on the record. Yeah, it's, it's official. It's interesting that, yeah, um, you've fully embraced Australia now. You're officially oh, yeah, a citizen. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I'm an Australian citizen. It doesn't make that much... Well, for, for someone British to come to Australia, it's not exactly a, a big deal, right? Not really. I mean... Not in a technical sense, anyway. I didn't. I only did it not that long ago. I'd been here for yeah. quite some time, but and it was what, the stupidest reason that I did it. What do you miss out on? You, are you allowed to vote if you're not a citizen? If I'm not a citizen, I can't vote yeah. in Australia. Well, what else are you missing out on? An Australian passport. Ah, uh, so your British passport had My, so, collapsed. So... When I don't know if it's still the case, but I'm sure it would be. When we moved over here, you get a permanent residency visa put in your passport. Yeah. And obviously, your passport only lasts for so long. Yeah. My British passport had lapsed a long time ago, and I because I hadn't been overseas for a long time yep. since I moved over here. 
just on a whim, I decided, oh, I'm going to Thailand for a holiday. I was like, oh, I need to get a passport. And I was like, ah. Oh. So I'd have to, getting the passport wasn't a problem. Quite easily get my British passport. But the problem was to get back into the country after I've gone to Thailand, I'd have to have that permanent residency visa put in it. Otherwise, I wouldn't be allowed in the country. In the new passport. So that was the fucking headache because I'd get the passport and then I'd have to send it back to England, <laughs> to Australia House in London. Yeah. And get the visa put back in there. And it was just a fucking nightmare. And it, it cost a bit of money. So it was easier and quicker and cheaper for me to do my Australian citizenship and get an Australian passport. So I just did that. Yeah, but I mean... But I will go on record and say this. When I did my citizenship test, I'd done that many mock tests online, I blitzed it. I walked in to Wollongong where they do it in the in, um, in the centre of Wollongong there. Went in. They're like, oh, you know how to do the test? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Done a few online tests. Banged it out. They, they give you like half an hour to take the test. Three minutes Right. Three minutes pass and every question right. <laughs> the bloke's like, "That's got to be the fastest anybody's ever done it." I just, I'm done. And he's like, "You sure you don't want to go back through it and check it?" I'm like, "No, nah, I'm done." But how how weird that there was even a test at all. Yeah, it's, it was weird too. I can't remember the questions, but they were just some of them were quite strange. I remember when it sort of came in and as under Johnny Howard, I'm sure. Um, and the kind of the implication was your average, you know, bogan on the street would struggle to answer I'm, the questions. Absolutely no doubt they would. And just by virtue of getting born in Australia, they're in. Yeah. But if anyone else wants to join the club, you've got to do some bullshit test. It does make me wonder, and I, I had this question for Catherine the other day. We as British citizens, which for one way of putting it or another, it's still part of... Australia's still part of... Queen's on the money, man. Exactly. You know, you know what I mean? So England still own that shit to, <laughs> to some respect. I mean, everything still goes through the Governor General, which is the you know the Queen's representative in Australia. Absolutely, technically that is how it works. And I had to go like to get our visa to come to Australia permanently was a fucking nightmare. We actually got knocked back three times before they actually accepted us. When the only reason we got accepted is because my dad was in the military and he got um, sponsored by the Australian Navy to come and do the same job he was doing in the Navy in the UK. Sure. Otherwise, we weren't getting in. Yeah, yeah, well, that that usually is a, a sticking point is, you know, you're going to get here, but how are you going to make a living? Yeah. That's definitely a, a, a big part of it. So, yeah, so that, that that happened. We had trouble getting out here, eventually got out here. But yet, you see a heap of other nationalities that have absolutely nothing to do with this country, and they get in, no problems. Um, are you talking about uh, refugees? No, no, I'm talking about, like, I mean, there's a, a huge Lebanese community. I'm before we go any further, I'm not. Ha- I haven't got anything against any of these people. So just, I'm just saying, there's a huge Lebanese community in Australia. Well, if I'm not mistaken, those yeah. initial waves of Lebanese migrants, there was actually a, a sort of civil conflict going on at the time. So I think they were, okay, pretty much refugees, Asians. Uh, again, end of the seventies, Vietnamese people, cough with them, open arms, bring yep. them in. Okay, Italians. So, snowy river hydro. <laughs> like <laughs> but you know what I'm saying like all these people that had no association with this country really I I, I think walk in and then people from a related country shall we say <laughs> have to fucking fight their way in here not that I have a problem with any of it I'm just saying it was a bit strange I thought anyway yeah I mean there's always going to be a bureaucratic aspect to it but I mean it's right in the anthem right we've got boundless planes to share 
it's probably it's definitely an argument there that we could be doing more to deliver on that we could but i mean really who the fuck's going to want to live in 90 percent of this country it's fucking uninhabitable yeah that's probably in the fine print <laughs> they didn't put that in the song no and and who who really says good <laughs> it, it is an old song <laughs> don't doubt when we, when we go to the kids school assemblies they bust out like the second verse they go oh, did they i didn't even know anybody knew that it's oh, it's fuck. written on the wall is it and i i readily admit that i have to check it out to get through the the second stanza do you are you are you a bit like an american patriot like when you go to a sporting event and they bust out the national anthem are you like stand there hand on your heart well, you don't get start it. get teary-eyed all you that sort of stuff it. you don't get hand on the heart like that's a very american thing yeah but i'll sing do you, do you get emotional no i i get more emotional watching something like a haka yeah yeah well i mean that's that's some crazy shit have you ever seen? Have you have you ever looked back at like the old like early nineties rugby world cup, them doing the haka? In what sense? It's just a bit unpolished. It's fucking. It's just Am- amateur shit. hour. Shit. <laughs> There's just absolutely like yeah, that's it's, interesting. It's funny. You should watch it on YouTube because it's just like a bunch of. If you want a yeah. funny haka, you watch the their basketball team do the haka. Do they do it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. They call the team the Tall Blacks, which is oh. clever. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's sticking to the theme. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when a, a good majority of the team are just tall, skinny white dudes, loses some impact. Yeah. I think this day and age is... I mean, there's like, have you seen it when there's like the Samoans are playing the one one of the other countries? <laughs> Fiji. Fiji or something like that. It's like just, a haka showdown. Yeah, haka each other. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of... Where it all comes from. Yeah, it's pretty funny. When those used to, then they used to have a, a ruckus. What got me though is when they did the hucko at that time, and some of the Australian players went up and just like in their face. Oh yeah, that was. Why is that so bad? Because it's just like fuck you. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand that aspect to it, but I think the general consensus was was a bit disrespectful. Like, it's kind of like, it's their time to do their thing. Well, yeah, but let's just say from an Australian or English point of view, what thing do... Well, they don't have no thing. So that that's my thing now. I'm just going to front it's, up to you. Fuck it's, you. It's not New Zealand's fault. No, well, it's not England's fault. They don't get a check. You know what I mean? <laughs> Did you... Uh, we talked a bit about the uh, Women's World Cup last week. Yeah. Oh, England got knocked out by the US. Yeah. So that was kind of funny because leading up to the match, there's oh, been... I'm, I'm sure the English won't think it was funny. Well, there'd been a bit of smack talk, right? Uh, yeah, a lot of it started with the US, but... Anyway, the gist of it was the English the English coach or whoever it was was saying that the Americans were... Gary Neville, I think it was a coach. Yeah, he's not exactly beloved, but... Yes, he is. <laughs> anyway, inferring that the Americans were you know, over-celebrating goals, that they were arrogant you know, about their chances in the tournament. Mm-hmm. They've won three times, I think. England, their favourite. England, zero. Um, anyway, it, it led to some bad blood, and during the match, when one of the Americans scored, she did the little yeah, I know, I saw that sipping tea, miming action. Yep, that is such a savage burn, and done with such a delicate gesture. <laughs> like if you're talking about the haka being a Kiwi thing, drinking the tea, maybe the the British thing, but there, you know, tea's Indian. Yeah, but who drinks it all? <laughs> Isn't it Chinese as well? 
Is it Chinese or Indian? There's, there's a oh, saying. Both. All the tea both. in China. Yeah. But that was part of the reason why you know Britain was there exploiting those countries was the tea trade. Yeah, right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, in terms of facing the haka, miming drinking tea is probably not going to work. It's not going to cut it. <laughs> I'm sure England got tougher things that they've done than drink tea. What was it? The, uh, isn't the uh, conjecture that the two finger up rude gesture is supposed to be from the, the longbow archers? Is it? I didn't know that one. So, you know, that's get... an English, that is a very English thing to do is give someone the fucking V's. It's quite unique, right? Yeah, because like you come into Australia, you give someone the V's, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing when you dig it? They don't get it, yeah. Um, so, I don't, know, there's, I don't think anyone's really confirmed that this is true or not, but there's you know, a, a mythology around when the English longbowman was like a devastating power on the battlefield. Mm. Anytime archers were captured by opposing armies, they'd chop off the fingers so they couldn't operate a bow anymore yep so to stick your fingers up and wave them in someone's face is to say well i've still got my fingers can still pull the bow can still still a fuck you though isn't it well that's the whole idea yep like you, you haven't got us yet we're ready to rock yeah yeah okay that's interesting i didn't know that so that's that's part of british british history i'm learning more now than i ever did bit of a, a ballsy maneuver yep but yeah maybe something i can work on go and do some workshopping on it yeah. What what are, what are the Aussies going to do? But mime smoking a bong or something? Maybe. They could do do a phantom bubbler. <laughs> Piss in their own mouths. It's not exactly cover themselves in glory, have they? Not really. Any other any other subjects you've got, Al, that you'd like to spew out on air tonight? Oh, look, I think I think we've covered a, again a, a wild range of topics. I had a bit of feedback during the week on episode one. Uh, one one listener was really impressed that we went where you went from talking about sport and in an instant talking about communism. They thought that was a pretty impressive <laughs> tangent to follow. Impressive, or they were just dumbfounded. Uh, well, um, uh, that was an admiring aspect of the the comment. Right, was it, they were impressed, <laughs> for better or worse. Were they impressed about my theory on communism or? Oh man, I don't know if communism's going to get much of a run these days. Now I'm in it. That's that's what got you Chernobyl, mate. Yep, true. Fucked it up. Yep. Oh well, until next week. No, no, no socials plug. Oh, they got that shit. Danger Dave one one nine. Two tweets. It don't make no difference. I'm just uh, nobody's liked me at all. Ah, oh, which is which is my life really. It's gone for this. <laughs> I I I couldn't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> I hate on the social media when someone posts a sad sack story and like half of it just fishing for sympathy yeah I saw that actually on Twitter today fuck that Kevin somebody wanted to go to one of these Kevin Smith shows like a night with Kevin Smith and she's like oh oh, I can't go to the Kevin Smith show because my ex-husband's going to be there and the police because it's out of their jurisdiction they're not going to stop him from going because we got i've got some sort of apprehensive violence order or whatever it is they have in the states against oh, him right yeah restraining order so i'm not gonna be able to come blah 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 so kevin smith picked up and he's like oh you can come backstage and all the rest of it and i'm like i wonder if she was just fishing for that who knows cheating again people talking cheating. about fish out people cheating to get ahead weren't you going to tell me what catfishing is because it's not something i'm aware of all oh, right this is like the, the bonus topic for this podcast. Yeah, this is this is the PS. Ex- extra time. Yep. <laughs> I can't believe you've never heard of catfishing before. What is it? 
So it's basically the idea that in, in pretending to be someone else online. So we talked before about the anonymity of yep. the internet. So you pretend to be someone else. And in particular with catfishing, it's like a romantic angle. So you might pretend to be a hot babe, lure a dude in with some uh, you know sexy chat online. So that's what the police do when they catch pedophiles. They catfish them. Uh, yeah, pretty much. But <laughs> I, I guess the hallmark of catfishing is it's done for... You know, you're being cruel to someone for your own amusement. So you go all the way through to the point of arranging to to meet somewhere for a fake date. So poor dude turns up, nothing doing. Like any type of... Well, so what's the catfish got to do with this? Like, why are they calling it catfish? Well, you know how they catch catfish, right? Then they just shove their hand? Yeah, so you get in the get in the swamp, basically. Yeah. Dig around in the, the, the riverbank. Yeah. Find the catfish hole. And yeah, like you said, you jam your whole hand in there. What? catfish basically bites you on the hand then you grab the catfish and drag it out that's how you catch a catfish what the fuck are people mental <laughs> this this is um you know down in the louisiana swamps sort of do, style do these fish not have teeth i think they're kind of like flat grinding teeth because they eat like all the shellfish and grubs and stuff like that from the bottom wouldn't it hurt probably fuck that shit but they're big fucking fish too aren't they can be jesus but um, also considered something of a delicacy, like apparently pretty good eating. Yeah, right. So, but what's the relevance between that and... Well, you know, you're luring someone and catching them and dragging them out and... So it could be called trouting. you got to call it something, Use a lure to catch trout. Not quite. It's not as catchy, is it? I th- well, <laughs> there was there was a... It was like a documentary that someone did called Catfish. I don't know if that was already the term or if that made the term popular like right. it, because the thing was called catfish wasn't another one of the louis throughs specials sort of it? like that um but you know it's it's like any type of manipulation people sometimes were sending people cash yeah sort of stuff like the level of how much people were getting exploited got pretty extreme and i think there's been cases where someone's been um you know catfished through you know it's a form of bullying to the point where they've you know even committed suicide brutal so on that cheerful note. Yeah. See you next week. Be nice to each other. Yeah. No catfishing. <laughs>